Hi, welcome to the Pedestrian Fest podcast. My name is Michael Amland, where we talk about whatever we want to talk about. Hey everyone, this is Michael, and today on the podcast we have Sean Faust. Sean Faust is an alt-prog multi-instrumentalist based out of Bergen, New Jersey. I've been looking to have someone from the prog rock scene on the show, and Sean was super gracious with his time. Uh, he primarily primarily plays music under his own name, and we discussed his previous project, Money for the Toll, which, if you like alt-prog, is definitely worth a listen. I was also really intrigued about his experience playing in Mickey Delciantos, also known as Dean Ween, Echo's project. Um, they get together and play Pink Floyd's Echo in its full 30-minute glory. Uh, I posted a YouTube video of that. Definitely check that out if you're a big Pink Floyd fan. I definitely am, and it's you know, an amazing performance of it. They've apparently done it a few different times. Uh, if you're a music nerd, which if you listen to this, you most likely are. We talk about a lot of music that we grew up with, uh, our different recording experiences, some gear talk, and uh, a lot more there. Uh, if you like Dream Theater, he even said he was at uh, a recording of one of their live DVDs, which is really cool. Uh, Sean was awesome, and I really hope you enjoy this uh, conversation. Definitely follow his work uh, in the links, and as always, thank you for listening. Hey, Sean, how are hey, you? Hey, what's going on, brother? What's Not happening? Not too much. How are you? I am just ducky. Awesome. How are you guys doing out there? We are doing well. Uh, so thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah. Um so I just wanted to start, did you want to tell a little bit about yourself and your kind of the different projects that you do? You do a lot of different stuff. Well, I mean, it's weird because uh, it's not that I do a lot of different stuff. I'm just into so much different stuff that... Which is awesome. I I think so, but that's because yeah. I'm me. <laughs> right. But um, I'm into everything. So I'm kind of, it just gets incorporated into my tunes, you know, whether it's something hard rocking. Or if it's just something mellow and acoustic, it's it all, it's all inspired by something. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I'm guessing you're referring to either my solo stuff or Money for the Toll, because those yes. are kind of different worlds, but right. almost almost the same. Uh, Money for the Toll broke up in 2001. Okay. And sometime around 2008, uh, bass player Gordon called me up. He's like, "Hey, man, you know." I know the band's done and everything, but why don't we uh, why don't we give these songs a proper recording for posterity? Like they deserve a good recording. These are good songs. I was like, hell yeah, let's do that. And That's awesome. uh, yeah, and then it just it took forever to do because at that time I was gigging a lot, right? And he's working a full time job, so you know a weekend to do vocals, and I don't even sing that aggressively anymore. So I could get like maybe like I'll use the song Islands that opens the album for example. Yeah. That song was it's such a, cool a pain. Thanks, man. That that's hey. I that song. Well, I'll explain the lyrics. Vocally, it was so tough to sing that. I think that was two sessions wow. because I don't sing that aggressively anymore. It just took forever to bang out the vocals and just be comfortable with it. And that right. song, um, it it took me a long time to really. Sometimes I'll just write a lyric and it just sounds cool, and I yeah. just leave it at that. Right. And uh, it took me it took me about 20 years to realize there are 22 years like, wow, holy crap. I completely understand this lyric now. Right. Uh, and putting those songs in that order on the Money for the Toll album, it's not a concept album, but I could give you some lie and be like, oh, well, here's the journey of the man going through this depression, this depression sure. 
and then still willing to do it all over again for whatever reason. Right. Well, I mean, there, there's loose concept albums. I mean, Taylor Swift said Midnight's is a concept album. So take that where, you know, however you want, <laughs> you know. Well, I mean, how many people did um, she break up with that, right. that recording session, right? Yeah. So it could be. But I mean, it's but it's not a concept album where like The Wall or right. Tommy or Scenes from a Memory would fall in. Right. It's, Your more, traditional. it's, it's got a thematic element to it, but there's no yeah. story to be told. Except, I mean, I can tell you the story is that I was at a really, really rough, rough point in my life. Oh. And Money for the Toll was the thing keeping me going. I was loving doing that. And I was so focused on that, but it was still also a way for me to like get out uh, how I was feeling about just the world around me and things that had been happening in my life and just how I felt lonely and isolated. It was great to just, you know, looking back on it 20 years later, it'd be like, wow, like that was really therapeutic for me. And probably some yeah. of the best stuff I've ever done. I'm it gave really you a good outlet. I mean, it, it's, it's a cool album. I, I've been telling people to check it out. Yeah, I appreciate like, that you know, progressive rock and, you know, if you're into that kind of stuff, it, it's great. I really like it. Um, I, I didn't know you guys had broken up. So that's, that's interesting. Yeah. We uh, broke up. Uh, it was, I want to say around March of 2001, we played our last okay. gig. What had happened was we had a breakup show in September of 2000. Like I was kind of like, you know, not everybody was on board to do the full, like, here's what we've got to do to do this. Mm -hmm. I was kind of like, I need to go further in my own musical career. And it wasn't anything personal. It was just that I wanted to take things further where just playing in the New Jersey area and New York area just wasn't going to cut it. And we weren't going to go anywhere further by doing that. Right. So I was, I was a little frustrated and I was like, look, you know, I'm just going to, I'm going to whore myself out. I'm going to play with everybody that asks me to play with me. And at that point I was already doing that at, to some capacity. And, but we started working on the song Fresh Young Minds. It's the fourth track on the album. Yeah, And we we were just so into working on that song, we hadn't finished it yet. So after our breakup gig, our final gig, we were like, all right, I'll see you guys on Monday at rehearsal so we can finish this. We just wanted to finish the tune. Next thing you know, we're doing a reunion show March of 2001. Mm. And just, it was a blast. But then just things weren't working out. Right. So um, fast forward to 2009 when we start recording, our drummer had moved to Texas and didn't have a way to record virtually. So my brother came in and he knew the material already. I mean, he's my brother. He's, he was at almost every money for the tall show anyway. And okay. he's, he's a prog rock guy uh, himself. He's yeah, that guy, that guy has forgotten more about music than I could ever learn. <laughs> that, that dude knows so much about music yeah. and it's just, it's phenomenal. And he went in there and uh, two, two takes of each track, Banged them out in the studio with uh, my bass player and guitar player. And then the rest of it was uh, just, it took so friggin' long to finish that album because like I said, vocally, I'm not that aggressive. And then just having the schedule to do it, but. Well, you know, I mean, there, you know, I, I've never recorded a prog rock album myself. I mean, it, um, you know, these are longer songs. These are seven or eight minute songs, which, I mean, it's not a 20 minute song, you know, it's not a, a 15 minute fish jam but it, it's hard to i don't think people realize like longer lengths like that are more difficult in the studio environment when you're having to go back and really put it under the microscope so yeah i, I could see where that would be be difficult yeah yeah so, and well i mean, I mean 
a lot that's of it alone is what eight minutes first your mind is like eight minutes and 29 seconds so that's yeah that's, and uh that's a good we ended up, of time we ended up not recording the intro because <laughs> <Right. laughs> there's a live intro i had for it that i wanted right. on the album but then just yeah. the way everything was going to get placed uh, uh it was kind of an instrumental like ethereal thing and it had a Mar marshall applewhite's level above human speech under okay. it wow. um but it just it worked live but it just it wasn't going to work for the album because it was more of an album opener and it would have been weird just like fourth song and granted we didn't know what the song order was until june of this year wow we had no okay. idea uh gordon sent it to a bunch of mastering engineers he he mixed the album as well okay. um he produced it he mixed it he did one hell of a job that i wish i great Thank you. I, yeah. I, I mean, I yeah. wish I had a little more say in a couple of the keyboard sounds, but I mean, okay. everything was played in and just done MIDI. So okay, uh, so it was mid, so he chose some of those. He actors. chose the sounds. Okay. Yeah, I mean, the okay. sound that I used to use for Fresh Young Minds Live, we just couldn't find anywhere, and we were mm -hmm. having a lot of problem looping out of my cord. So mm -hmm. it just, I was like, find the closest sound, like, and he got right. a great sound. I'm not saying I yeah. hate the sound. It's, cool. it's just that, yeah, for me. 20 years of knowing the sound for me it's yeah. weird but i'm sure for anybody that doesn't know it's just that's a cool sound but gordon right. did a great job and it just went to this mastering guy went to this mastering guy and like nobody really seemed to get it mm -hmm. so we were kind of uh i was like dude you master my stuff you mix and master my solo stuff just master right. it you're you know this yeah. stuff better than anybody and he he's been tweaking mixes I think I finished my last vocal track in 2017. My keys were done in like two weeks. Okay. Um, and That's I awesome. did some uh, random guitar stuff. But mm -hmm. then, you know, the vocals took forever. And once that was done, he was tweaking mixes here and there for the past couple of years. I think 2017 I was done or 18. And then it was just a matter of like, it, it would have been on the back burner because we just don't exist. Uh, fast forward to July of 2022. There are songs that Money for the Toll wrote that still didn't get recorded, so we are going oh. to record them. Plus, you mentioned 20-minute songs. Uh, we're going to write a 20-minute song just as a joke. Right, just, right. You know, so it's going to be one of those, like, you know, we're going to slay the dragons with our swords of steel. I don't right. write lyrics like that yet. Right. But, you know, why not? Yeah. Um, or as much as I respect Neil Peart, I'm going to write a song about, like, well, you know, if it wasn't for these people that want your autograph, you'd have no career, my friend. Yeah, but I do yeah, respect I mean, where he came know. from. I respect yeah. where he came from a lot. His um, his take on celebrity was interesting to me because you know he I think he's he was the one that said like, look, I I adored the Who when I was younger, but I had no desire to meet those guys. Yeah. Um, whereas you know Alex and and Getty were definitely like the public figures. Like, no, we'll we'll sign the records. Like, we're happy to do that kind of stuff. He's just you know he's not comfortable with that. So that it's interesting. It's, I, no, it's, it's very cool. I mean, like, it's not like he's a, he was being like rude. No, or, not or an a-hole to fans. Yeah. He was just saying like, you know, I, I cannot pretend to the stranger is a long awaited friend. Right. And, and he summed it up perfectly. In that essential line. I mean, yeah. Who would have thought, who would have thought looking at that guy, like he was writing the lyrics. I, I always wonder like an outside perspective, getting into rush. Like that's the last person you would think was like, you know, coming up with lyrics that that were not, verbose you know and what That's a lyricist cool. i still have not listened yeah. to all of clockwork angels yet it's good uh, i i mean I, i'm not really a big rush studio album fan um I, I i've always enjoyed them more as a live act um 
I'd rather listen to the live versions personally. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's a cool album. It was definitely an interesting project. Um, I liked it a little, initially I liked it a little more than um, uh, Vapor Trails, you know, which was like their other kind of I don't know, comeback, was, uh, if you will. 2001, uh, I gotta yeah. tell you, I hated the mix on that so much. I just right. couldn't get through it. Was, and like, the songs were good. And I, I remember yeah. uh, Russian Rio. Um, Russian uh, Rio is killer. I mean, oh I, I listen to that all the time. Yeah, that that awesome. bravado from Russian Rio yeah. is phenomenal. I love it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I different stages is probably still my favorite overall. Oh come on, collection. really? I love, Please, I love different come on. stages. I don't care. Here's, I'll tell I'm, you what my problem is with different stages, and I'm sure you know what my problem is. The bass should not be in one speaker. I don't like. I get it. Like, let's put the bass in one speaker and put the okay. guitar in the other speaker. I've never thought about that. I mean, it, it's a trio. It doesn't. I, no, right. And like yeah. the idea behind the mix is cool, but when you listen to it, it just doesn't. It's not sound like a live album and doesn't sound like a live concert. I know it is. And every time, mm. every time I hear Spirit of Radio, and I know that to Rush fans, and I'm a huge diehard Rush fan, but I know that's right. like people that are into Rush the way I'm into Pink Floyd are like, Spirit of Radio, really? That's like money or another brick in the wall. It's like, I get it. But every time it's I hear Spirit of Radio, that's one of my favorite songs. I can listen to it over and over yeah. again. But every oh, time yeah. it goes to that middle, do, 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 I'm always like, oh, Chicago, because they're. Yeah. Because of that album, but right. I more, my favorite live album is uh, Show of Hands. Show of Hands, awesome. But the video, so it, yeah. I, I love that period of the band. A lot of people don't like their late out late eighties output. I'm actually a big fan. Show of Hands is great. That was the I first um, like live DVD concert I watched by them, and it just, it blew me away as a kid. I was like, holy shit! Like, don't three, get me wrong, guys man. doing all this, like it's amazing. I love Exit Stage Left. I love the stuff yeah. that came with the um, the uh, Permanent Waves and waves, um, yep. Moving Pictures. The yep. 40th anniversary releases had some yeah. great live stuff. Yes. My favorite albums are, uh, I consider Farewell to Kings and Hemispheres a double album. Yeah. Because of Cygnus yeah. X1 going right into Hemispheres if you do it right. Yeah. But I, I like the Cygnus version on uh, different stages, man. I mean, that's, that's a that really good show. But it's show not, yeah. Awesome. It's, yeah. Oh, oh, I know what you're talking about. That's right. There was a 70s yeah, that's show. Just three. On that it's like a yeah. 70s. Yeah. You are correct. I completely forgot about that because I was so yeah. annoyed about the left right thing i'll give yeah, it another it, shot it's a lot of chest for echo material or uh i, I forget it was a counterparts it's like counterparts to test for echo yeah because that that's um time frame yeah actually that was i yeah. saw them the first time live on the uh, test for echo tour and i love the nice. test for i echo never album. got to see them live man. oh it's i'm so sorry yeah yeah, yeah I, I only know. saw them twice though had... test for echo and snakes and arrows and snakes and arrows tour Kelly. i hated the set list i am not going to be like Oh, you guys that should was, play what I want to hear. Was that covers? That was like no. Covers? Oh no, that covers album was great though. Okay. They're, um, no, they. Uh, Snakes and Arrows was the one with. Um, oh God, what was the single? Oh, I if thought, you heard it, I didn't it, think no. that was an original album. I thought that was like their their covers thing that they did. No, their covers. I don't, I don't know. Uh, their covers thing was two thousand four or three. Okay. Snakes and Arrows was two thousand seven, I believe. Okay uh or eight there's something like that right but it was mostly you know kind of like they did more I, I of that elite base like that's that's how nerdy nice, I am. Like nice. That's, that's my base uh gordon has the john my young base so hell yeah that's awesome I mean, man. well i mean john yeah. my young i mean yeah. no offense to getty but no. i mean john my young and getty amazing getty. player yeah you gotta get john my young you gotta get getty and you gotta get Claypool together yes but then yeah. then there's guy pratt 
who was a right. bass player on a completely other level. Uh, most people probably know him from Pink Floyd or um, uh, Nick Mason's Saucer Full of Secrets, but mm. he was Ice House. He is the bass player on Like a Prayer by Madonna, which is one of the greatest bass lines huh. ever. Oh, yeah, that guy is That's killer. Yeah. That guy's awesome. And he, he gets yeah. melody. And he's like one of those bass players that I like because he, he's not all about the root. Like if you listen right. to bass line and like a prayer, he's playing off the third a lot and just like letting it create cool. that tension and grow. Yeah, I love it. You've already got this like kind of heavy synth bass that's covering that area. So that's cool yeah. that he's doing that. Yeah. Perfect bass player. And if you read his book, uh, My Bass and Other Animals, he <laughs> okay. talks about the recording session for the Madonna album. It's really, really um, fun. Awesome. It's interesting. Yeah. yeah, I had no idea he played on that. I'll have to go go research that. That's really cool. That's my bag. That I mean, I like the prog rock, yeah. but you know, also so I just mentioned Madonna. I'm a huge Madonna fan, so we can just rewind back to the beginning where I'm into everything, man. So if I like, yeah. I was talking to a coworker about this the other day. Like my musical favorites, there's there might be some similarities here and there, but not a lot. So I, I mean, Pink Floyd's my favorite. Sure. Then you got Dream Theater and Fish right right next to that. You yeah. got Live. I yeah. love Live. I want to do a live tribute because I did the Floyd thing. And originally what I wanted to do was mostly Floyd. So I wanted to do mostly live. And then right. uh, so that might, I don't know, that um, that's 10 years ago. And then you got Madonna. Then you've got Tesla. Then you've got right. Rush. You got Yes. Um, Sabotage. I mean, just right. and then keep going at the dead. How do you yeah. the dead? And then yep. I didn't mention the Beatles because there's the Beatles and then there's everybody else. Right. Yeah, they're they're the foundation to me. I mean, it, it's always interesting to me when I meet people that don't like the Beatles or appreciate the Beatles. I, I'm always like, I, 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 so much of what we take for granted, they did first, you know? I mean, it's hard to be recording, you know, geniuses that have been George Martin trying different stuff out. I mean, a lot of, a lot of things, even in basic songwriting, they've really pioneered. So I don't know. I I I love the Beatles. I I never understand. Even if you listen to that earlier, uh, people that can't stand didn't start with them young enough, right? I think that's really what it is. Like I started with them around two. Like Sgt. Pepper yeah. is my favorite album still to this day. Yeah, it's the first oh, album yeah. I remember. But the, like here. if you look at every single album, there there's something unique about it. Even though like the first yeah. few albums are the same kind of bubblegum pop. They're playing off those seven chords and like that's they're building melodies with the chords before they're even singing anything. Those and that's harmonies. And I mean, it, yeah, it, come on, man. I mean, I don't know. I, George does not get the credit he deserves as a lead guitar player. Certainly. But you always know when yep. you're here. We were watching. I forgot what show I was just watching with my wife a few weeks ago. And the song begins and I'm like, oh, man. So it sounds like Bob Dylan. It turned out it was Harrison tune. But like I heard that slide mm -hmm. guitar. I was like. That's that's Harrison on guitar. There's no right. mistake. Or even Cheer Down from the end of yeah. Lethal Weapon 2. Perfect slide guitar solo. Yeah. Yeah, I forget about that. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> that's a good tune. That's a really good tune. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. See, so for for nowadays, are you are you more is it more like your solo material that you're you're putting that's out? That's what okay. I'm that's what I'm doing now. I'm focusing okay. on uh, Actually, Gord is mixing a live recording I did for blowupradio.com. Uh, it aired already, but I, okay. I'm not a fan of my mix. And it was internet radio airing. So, like, it's going to get played twice. And I doubt anybody out there bootlegged it. So right. I've got him mixing it so things can sit a little bit better. Uh, 
he's not liking all of it, which is, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't like all of my songs and he shouldn't have to like, that's sure. He's still objective about stuff, but like, you know, we've, mm. we've been friends since we've been friends a long time. So sometimes he doesn't hold back when I think he should, but it also makes me just work harder. So right. I need somebody in my corner, like that isn't kissing my ass all the time saying, Oh, this is great. Oh, this is great. Cause I know musicians that are older than me, they never left their area and like they've never like understood criticism so when somebody critiques them like that guy's an asshole it's like no dude it's just you've been surrounded by like your same core like 20 people that come to all of your shows in your small little area your whole lives right finally have that i've been fortunate enough to have like some pretty blunt friends gordon being one of them that like hey this sounds like shit you got to do it again part of my french um that's great i mean yeah um I, my my uh, relationship with like engineers and producers and stuff is I, I had people that worked with like superstars and I guess thought they were going to get, I don't know, more polished. <laughs> like, I mean, I work with somebody who worked on like the Kelly Clarkson albums and stuff. And I'm like, I'm not going to sing like that. <laughs> That's not what we're doing here. Like, yeah. here's this here's this Killers album. Just try that. And that's more of what we're trying to do here. But I don't, I don't know. Born- is such a great damn album. I love yeah. Battleborn. That's one of my yeah. favorite 80s albums. That's awesome, yeah. Love yeah. it. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt you, but you said the killer. No, no, no. like, I always go right to that album. It's such a perfect like front to back. And that's got that it, that's got the traveling Wilbury sounding um uh from here on out. Very Wilburys, very Harrison. So they once kept again, that going. Yeah. Goes to the Beatles, man. That that whole album yeah. is perfect. I love it. Yeah. But I'm I'm definitely sticking more with the solo thing. And the reason I'm the main reason I'm sticking with that is I, I love my job. I work in animal rescue and I do that full time. So for me to schedule other people's around other people's schedules on top of mine, I remember what it was like when I was a full-time musician and just scheduling rehearsals with the band was That's such fine. a pain in the butt. Yeah. So like yeah. now that my time is really limited, it's so much easier for me to just work stuff out on my own and then go and do a gig. Do you have like a home studio set up? Do you do that? Kind of like yeah. demos? Or, okay. Yeah. That's, yeah. I, so I record everything in this room that you're looking at. That's why it's so okay. bland looking. And the... <laughs> oh, same here. Right? Um, I mean, <laughs> drums get done. Um, usually it's my my buddy Glenn is doing some more drum tracks for me right now because I am working on another album that's actually cool. going to have more of the, pro- the, uh, the prog rock stuff that I've written since leaving Money for the Toll. Uh, so there's a lot of that. So it's going to have more of a Floyd meets, I don't know, Sean Faust vibe, but it's, uh, but there's some like, there's a tune on there that's going to be like heavier. It's about 10, I think it's 10 or 11 minutes long Wow. on the heavier side, really inspired by six degrees of inner turbulence, but not, yeah. if that makes sense. So it's, Did it's that a, one have right to spring. I can't remember. I, I, I think Right to Spring was before. That was like their big 30-minute track. Oh, did. Change of Seasons. Change of Seasons. I'm Change sorry. of Seasons. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. That Change was the, that yeah, was 23 yeah. minutes. Yeah, that was yeah. Uh, 95. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Six Degrees was 2002. That was after uh, Scenes from a Memory. Yeah. That was the yeah. album after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that's that yeah. Scenes from a Memory was a tough album to follow, and it took me a long time that's to get That's their Dark Side of the Moon. Degrees. I mean, I, for me, that if I'm going to listen to that band, that's what I'm going to put on. So. Seeing like a lot of people yeah. will go to images and words as their right. dark side. 
and right. scenes as their I role. I love images and words, but to me, it's more of like a, it's more of a pop album, honestly. Wait, like, well, once you get to the later yeah. stuff, absolutely, right. yeah, yeah. Um, what about Awake? I like Awake. Yeah. Love Awake. I, I my just, favorite album is actually yeah. Falling Into Infinity. That's a great album. Perfect. Yeah, it's so it's more about yeah. the songwriting than the uh, chops, and I love yeah. that. Yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, I get where you come from. Uh, scenes from yeah. memory. But so I was at that Roseland show. That's uh the live. You were on. You were there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow! That's yeah. Awesome. That that show yeah. was something special. Everybody oh, talks shit. about yeah. score. I was at yeah. score, and I was at the Roseland show. And I'll Damn. tell you, like score was awesome. And, like the the orchestra right. thing was great. Right. But there was something in the air at that Roseland show that like everybody everybody knew was getting filmed for a DVD or a video release. Yeah. And uh, but nobody knew like how special that second set was going to be. Yeah. So and then you know just going from opening that second set with Metropolis going right into the mirror and then just going to the yeah. you know uh, the solo within the lie was just nice. Yeah. And uh, caught analysis nine inch tool garden. I yeah. forgot what I forgot what they renamed it for that, but it was originally called caught analysis nine inch tool garden that they did at the Birch Hill uh, huh. for the fix for ninety six. It's that like. It's oh caught in a new millennium because it was they used okay. some of that for new millennium. Um, right. Breaking that out, I was like floored. Then they get Jay Beck and Steve for another day. I could talk about that show forever. Yeah. That's that's one of my favorite concerts I've ever been to. Yeah, that's that's amazing. Wow, I'm jealous. <laughs> that's really cool. yeah. I'm just old man. I'm just old. Uh, that's awesome, dude. Yeah. Um, what I mean, what is it about prog rock that you think is you know? what is it about it i mean i always feel like uh that that's kind of something that that musicians get into uh that's i i can't i honestly can't answer that because i got into it early and late if that makes any sense because my my favorite music is film scores like hmm. john williams okay. jimmy horner yeah. uh yeah. all that stuff like that's yeah. like and by the way and those pieces of music are not called songs i know a lot of people out there like to call them right. songs Sure. And I, I, oh, that was you. I'm sorry. Now I feel like an a hole because I'm busting your chops <laughs> here. No, but but I also know that you know that uh, we were just, you know, we are having some friendly banter on Twitter, folks. Sure. Um, but so from that, I forgot. Like, so my father had champagne taste and still has champagne taste in music. So I grew up on uh, Sergeant Pepper, Hot Rocks Volume One from the Stones, yeah. Mozart, Wagner. Beethoven, the Star Wars score, the Raiders score, the score for Star Trek II, the score for Krull, like all, all this stuff, Jerry yeah. Goldsmith stuff. Yeah. Uh, Max Steiner for like King Kong. I'm shocked yeah. they haven't remade Krull. I feel like that's going to be next year. I mean, the Glaive I, finally saw its way on screen in 2015. Right. right. So that was pretty cool. So, yeah. and then from there, I would, I would absolutely go for a Krull remake, but do it like yeah. a mini TV series. Cause like, if you're going right. to make a long and boring, make it long and boring right. so uh, still have liam neeson as the cyclops just because like, oh no he wasn't the cyclops he was uh <laughs> right. but he did die in it because like early yeah. neeson movies like he died in every single thing except for right. satisfaction with justine bateman right but everything else he died in next of kin with swayze i could go on a right. whole conversation about uh yeah liam neeson and technically right. he does die at the end of schindler's list because you see his grave so right, right, Liam right. Neeson died. I, I'm not making a Schindler's List joke. There, there's no, no. I, I, um, yeah, you're exactly right. Um, uh, but so somehow I, the first band I discovered on my own was Pink Floyd. Hmm. Um, that wasn't through my family or like through a movie soundtrack. Because of course I had the soundtrack for the Karate Kid. 
I right. I worship the soundtrack from Transformers the movie. Oh um, yeah, yeah, come on, soundtrack. man. Yeah, yeah, so good. You got the uh, touch. Like... <laughs> I so first time I see Boogie Nights, I'm the nerd going. Holy fuck! I started singing along. I was like, "Man, this yeah. is great!" Hey, yeah. Like the second I went into the verse, I'm like singing along, and everybody's in the yeah. room is looking at me like, "How do you know uh, that? Have you, yeah, have you seen this movie?" I'm like, "This is from Transformers." What are you kidding me? Yeah. Uh, so yeah. then one day, uh, this this kid that lived across the street from me was like, "Oh, hey, rent this movie. It's pretty cool." It was The Wall. So oh, The nice. Wall was yeah. my intro. You ever get a song stuck yeah. in your head that you don't hear for years and you don't know what it, like what it's from and you know you're never going to hear it again? Yeah, that, that was another brick on the wall part two for me up until that point. Huh. Okay. So after the wall, halfway through it, my parents were like, "Yeah, you know, uh, you're ten. You're not watching this until we watch it." So yeah. there, there was some questionable stuff in that movie. But at ten years old, I didn't know. I, I didn't. Right. Know what was I what was happening in Don't Leave Me Now? I did not understand until years later. Yeah, or but, one of my turns. <laughs> it's just like. Well, yeah, that too. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, <laughs> the. Um, yeah. So my father, like, you know, I, I got the album and then he's yeah. like, oh, so you're liking this? It's called a rock opera. And then he gives me a tape and he, he uh, got Tommy for me from the hood. Oh, nice. Yeah, Tommy's. Yeah. Right on. Right. Yeah, so cool. sorry about that. That's ah, like the so first good. time it's ever happened here. <laughs> well, I was rambling anyway, so it's a no, good thing. No, no. The Wi-Fi said, Sean, shut the hell up. Right. What a <laughs> jerk. Oh, sorry ah. about that. That's all right, man. Um, I all right, don't so remember we were, where we were. <laughs> we were you were talking about kind of like what, what's going on with, with the solo stuff. You said it's it's kind of like some prog rock. Um with with your solo stuff, are you are you more like guitar frontman or how does that yeah, work? Yeah, so I, okay. it's just me and my acoustic. I'm sorry. My, okay. Well, yeah, actually, that's a pro. My grammar. I'm a grammar freak. Uh, so yes, yeah, me and my acoustic. Uh, oh, you're right. <laughs> yeah, no, it could have been my acoustic and I. Both would have been proper, but that's just me being weird. Are you uh, primarily like acoustic guitar or electric guitar too, or you know, what's kind of like your I guess I'll your, do your main instrument. I'll play anything live, uh, but okay. I've been playing piano since I was four, except for okay. the teenage years. And then mm -hmm. uh, then I got back into it, but I was no discipline for years. And then one day I was, uh, people used to be like, oh, you go play Dream, because Money for the Toll was like, you know, people would be like, oh, you guys kind of do that Dream Theater thing. Why don't you do, why don't you do a Dream Theater treatment? Like, oh, I can't play that stuff. I can't play that stuff. And that's when I realized one day that like, I hate the word can't. And all I did was, yeah. I, I didn't even try. And uh, I was like, all right, cool. So around, around the time Money for the Toll was kind of ending, I uh, I started a Dream Theater tribute. That it was it was okay. It wasn't great. It was okay. And at that point, it was just... That's Dream ambitious. I mean... To, uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, what yeah. it did was it made me a better musician. Sure. And yeah. it really got me back. I mean, like, I for years, I just wasn't reading I, when I started playing piano again, I grabbed the final cut book and I was like, all right. And I was reading a lot and just doing all mm -hmm. that. And then uh, I just was more into writing. And I've mm -hmm. always been like a lot of people come to me. Oh, your keyboard has this, that, that. And this. And I'm like, I find a sound I like and I use it. Like, I, yeah, I'm not a tech guy. And right. for a long time, I just had no discipline, even though I was mm -hmm. playing prog rock. Mm -hmm. I was I loved counting. I loved stuff like that. 
I loved finding a cool, like not sound, but like just a cool voice. Like I love, I love nine chords. I yeah. love Lydian. I love yeah. Lydian. That's my favorite I, mode. Yeah, it's, it's the airy mode. You it's, know? it's my bag. Awesome. I just, it's yeah. very, there's something very uh, tubular bells about it. Like tubular, yeah. tubular bells too. There's the piece, there's a piece of music on there that's very Lydian. I mean, even uh, Overture 1928 is Lydian. I love Lydian. I don't know if I've made that clear. <laughs> but uh, so That's like getting mode, into yeah. the reading and did, like just like, okay, like there's that there's that 64th note triplet run in uh, Metropolis. Yeah, it's and really hard. For a long time, <laughs> I was like that. trying to do yeah. with my thumb, like one, two, three, four, right. five, one, two, three, four. And just I saw a video, like I wasn't even yeah. thinking about it. So I'm watching a video. I'm watching Derek Sherinian play. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> these three fingers on each end, duh. Um, okay, and it it made it so much easier to play that part. I always uh, I always hated playing that run because I just never ever had the confidence in it. Do you do like multiple keyboards? Oh yeah, always. Keyboards? Yeah, okay. yeah. I would do okay. I would do it left and right because I love okay. I love Sheridan's thing. Yeah, and, and around the same time that I was in the Dream Theater tribute, I was also in a Bon Jovi tribute. We started oh, around cool. the same time. Awesome. Yeah, I got bills to pay, man, and that Bon Jovi yeah. tribute was an awesome oh, I mean, way to pay big. my you're, bills. You're from Jersey, right? Yeah, and we were the yeah, we were the first of two. There were two Bon Jovi tributes that started at the exact same time in this area, and then of course people saw how well both of those bands were doing, and then just came out of the woodwork, came out of the woodwork, and that's cool. Like right. you know, yeah. But, but some of them were like calling clubs that we were playing and trying to undercut us, which I thought was pretty uh, unprofessional, uh, uncool. Yeah. I don't want to use Definitely. any foul language about them because that just I don't have any hate towards anybody. Sure. But so at this time, like Bon Jovi, yeah, I'm having fun. I'm playing the stuff and all that. But I dreamed that I'm really into it. So I'm more animated sure. on stage. Yeah. And uh, the singer and the drummer from the Bon Jovi band are like, how come you don't, you're not like that on stage with us? I'm like, man, I'm just feeling this. Like, that, yeah. I'm just, I'm just feeling this stuff. But like, I love like having my left hand behind me holding chords while I'm doing something leady with the right hand. Yeah. Or, you know, I, I dug doing that a lot. So. It just made me a better musician. Then I became a teacher. And then just That's from cool. there, it just like I started teaching guitar because at that point I could strum. I knew my pentatonic scale. Sure. And I was still not like the greatest guitar player in the world. Right. I just I just like to play and I'll come up with what I come up with. But teaching guitar made me a better guitar player, too. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and it was just strumming. And, you know, one one day a kid came. And he's like, I want to learn the solo. I'm like, oh, crap, man. Right. Oh man, what am I gonna do? And I was like, I had no choice. I had to go and learn a guitar solo. I was like, man, this is awesome. I'm gonna keep doing this. Even simple solos would take me longer to like tab it out for kids and try to have kind of like the notation. So it it, it did definitely um fine tune a lot of concepts for me uh, teaching guitar. Um, how how did you get in con? How did you get uh connected with like Dean Ween and things like that? <laughs> the Ween gig. Um, yeah. So my guitar player, Robert Fulton, is really, really, really into Ween. Right. And uh, around and, and, and one day, he just became like, I always loved playing with him. I always thought he was great. But one day I was at a gig with uh, watching him in his uh, cover band. They do stuff like Petty, The Dead, Floyd, Fish, sure. all that stuff. Yeah. And uh, after that show, I was like, dude, like, when did you get awesome? Right. So I was like, I was on this like, man, Robert Fulton is friggin' awesome kick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he, we have, uh, we had some gigs booked up in Vermont. So the week before, or like, um, I think a month before he calls me up 
And he's like, hey, man, like every now and then an opportunity comes your way. And you got to take it. I'm like, oh, dude, like, do we have to cancel Vermont or do I have to do it solo? Or, you know, like, did you get something awesome? Because, like, you've been awesome lately. He's like, oh, no. He's like, I know you're not really into playing keys lately, but uh, this guy, Mickey, that I'm friends with on Facebook posted something about looking for a keyboard player that's into Floyd that plays like Wakeman. And, like, mm -hmm. at this point, I haven't played in, like, full time in a couple of years. I'm like, oh, you know, I don't know who Think this is, it. but like, who's your friend Mickey? All right. Like what, what's the, he's like, yeah. well, he's a guitar player from Ween. I'm like, okay, that's cool. He's like, people are going to know your name. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Ones of people are going to know my name. And right. he, uh, I'm on the phone with Fulton and I get a call. I don't know the number. So it goes to voicemail and it's Mickey. He's like, Hey man, uh, Dean Ween from the band Ween. I got a, I got a uh, gig coming up. It's a band called echoes. And all we do is play echoes by Pink Floyd. And, uh, uh this guy gave me your number i'm like oh man this is interesting so i did the most professional thing i could i texted him back and said hey man i'm about to step into a guitar lesson i'll call you in a half hour and just like right please do that man yeah call him back we set up uh an audition which was more it was just a rehearsal it wasn't an audition right uh, and the poor guy's dog got lost and it was like really cold out oh, and no. so he he was out most of the day looking for his dog Oh, that's horrible. And I was with the rest of the guys. I didn't know anybody. So, like, we're just playing Echoes, like, just going through this part and that part, this part and that part. And he shows up, he talks to the bass player, and he comes up to me. He's like, hey, man, so uh, Creeper tells me you're the shit. I'm like, cool. All right, I guess so, <laughs> yeah. And then, like, that was it, man. Like, that that Echoes gig was awesome. I yeah, you sent it. me that video. I was, I was blown away. It sounded awesome. It was so much yeah. fun. And, like, especially, yeah. like, we had met the week before. Wow. I had tickets for Transatlantic. Wow. Um, on their kaleidoscope tour, and I, I had to eat the ticket right. to do the rehearsal because I wasn't going to say no to this game. That kid, yeah, like Jeez, so it yeah. took me years to see Transatlantic. I finally saw them this year, but awesome. It was, uh, yeah, what a great band. It was, yeah. uh, it was just a really cool gig. We did it two more times, and, mm -hmm. and like each gig, I've got a soundboard of each gig, and like each gig has its own like unique, awesome part. And yeah. the third gig, no, the second gig, there's the middle section that's all like wobbly. That, wait, 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 wait. I, for some reason, I guess I decided to drone like a really low C sharp to kind of just give it more atmosphere. And then yeah. whatever Mickey and Bill were doing, whatever Dina and Bill were doing, right. was phenomenal. And I will say that the singer, Guy Heller, yeah, best it. front man I've ever, ever played with. That dude is the man. I, I Check out Moist Boys. Uh, check okay. out, you know, the Dean Ween group. That dude is the best front man you will ever see. He did a Doors tribute a couple years after that for his North by New Hope festival. And like when I heard like it's like Guy Heller is fronting a Doors tribute. That's like the Fair. perfect guy to front a, <laughs> yeah. a Doors tribute. And right. it, it was pretty much like, dude, I just saw Jim Morrison. Like right. he he's That's phenomenal. Amazing. I love that yeah. dude. He's he's like he's probably my favorite rock star I've ever ever played with he is wow. perfect man that guy is just because he gets it he's there's an attitude to it, especially when you're a front yeah. man you're not playing oh, yeah. instrument and you got to front that you're fronting that show and like that's his attitude right and that dude i can't speak highly enough about him mm. so hopefully like you know echoes will happen again even if it's yeah, just I once so, I, would love I, to, I, mean, I, I would totally go see that um and if uh you know if you get your solo gigs uh down here in virginia we would definitely come Come check it out. Oh, I would love to I get down there again. Man. I was, uh, yeah. I'm trying to remember. I played at Atlantic Comics 
in I don't know, it's near Virginia Beach. I can't remember the name of the town. Uh, I, I'm kind of like a new Virginia Beach resident. I grew up in Norfolk, um, but I, I think I know what you're what you're talking about. It was well, we've they, got... they have an upstairs room that was like really cool. It was set up. I played with Mikey Mason, so I opened up for Mikey Mason. Who is okay. like the comedy rock geek he calls himself. And like he's right. he's got all these Firefly and Star Wars and just like nerd nerd related tunes. Yeah. Uh, that guy's and I can't speak highly enough about him either. Awesome. Uh I gotta I gotta look it up uh Atlanta Comics because it's gonna bother me. And I don't want to waste your time. So no, no, anyway, yeah, I would love to get back down there again because I loved it the first time. That was in 2015. Okay. Three Star Wars. Cool. So, yeah. Norfolk. It was in Norfolk, Virginia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In Norfolk. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, yeah. thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Um, we're, we're getting close on time here. Uh, where can everybody find you? Uh, what I'm doing right now is just using the link tree. So it's okay. the link tree, Sean Faust music. Sean Faust. So okay. the top link is Money for the Toll, and that's everything else that I got. Bandcamp, iTunes, Amazon, Spotify, YouTube. Uh, so use the Bandcamp, use the iTunes, use the Amazon for purchasing, and use the Spotify for streaming. I guess I don't know. Very cool. Yeah, I'll yeah. I'll get this out there and and tell people to follow you because I I like what you're doing. I think it's great. Um, Thanks so much, man. I really I really appreciate you taking your time to come on here. Th sorry for the the technical issue. <laughs> so, Life goes on, man. Life goes on. Yeah. Cool. All right, man. Well, thank you so much, Sean. You have a great night. Thanks, Mike. Take care, brother. You too. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Pedestrian at Best podcast. If you like the show, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify or anywhere else that you may be listening. You can add us on Twitter, just search at Pedestrian, or you can add us on Instagram, just search Pedestrian at Best podcast. We hope you are doing well, and thanks for listening. <laughs>